John Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, welcome to Million Dollar Agent. We are in the home stretch of 2016. How are you, gentlemen? Not long to go, is it now? Not long to go. Five weekends. I was talking to one of our guys the other day, Tommy, and I said to them, how are you looking for the first thing in the new year? And they said, oh, you know, I've kind of got one auction signed up. And I said, well, just what you need to remember before you finish this year is the way you start next calendar year in January, February, say, for the first couple of months, is going to have an enormous impact on how you go the rest of the year. Because you and I have seen over the years, agents that have a slow start to the first quarter of the calendar year, called January, February, March, they struggle all year. Whereas, Troy, those agents that come out of the blocks, and in fact, I spoke to another one of our agents that had nine auctions signed up already for February, right? And we've still got weeks to go this year. Yep. And, and that agent had nine signed up, signed, sealed auctions ready for February. That person, I'll guarantee you, already, year hasn't started, they're going to have a great year. The agent that's got one auction, if they don't make some sort of major shift between now and Christmas. So I just think it's very important. You have to finish this year strong, but you also have to have in the bank ready to go all your activity for next year before you go on holidays. John, what's your advice? As people are listening to this podcast, I would say it's the first of the Christmas parties that people get invited to are appearing in their calendars. Um, What's your opinion of how do you actually try and um, celebrate the period, but at the same time what you're saying is that you think that the next three weeks highly dictate what 2017 looks like. Yeah, Um, I think you've got to be careful, Tom, get caught in the silly season, as they call it. Um, And what does that mean? Well, there are some people that they go on kind of Christmas mode from 1st of December, call it. In fact, yeah. some even earlier, probably, to your point. And I just think, you know, once you kind of lock into that Christmas mode, it's hard to go back. So my view is, you know, you've got to choose the date at which you're going to clock off this year, and I'd like that to be the date that you actually go on holidays, not 10 days before your holidays. And I think you've got to go very hard up until that date, Troy, because, you know, we've seen people, they kind of go on holidays two weeks before they actually go on holidays, And then when they come back from holidays, they're on holidays for another week or two after they're back. So what actually is a two-week holiday ends up being a five-week break because mentally they finish too early and they're slow to come back. My view is if you're going on holidays on the 15th of December, you go hard until 14th of December, 6.30 p.m. And then when you come back from that morning, 7.30 a.m. that morning, you go hard. Do you see, uh, John and Troy, you might want to weigh in this with your auctioneer hat on. 17th of December is a Saturday. Yep. The 24th of December is a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Do you see activity happening on the 17th and the 24th, or do you see basically Saturday being Christmas Eve that it will not be a real estate day? I've got bookings for the 17th. I've got four auctions booked in for that date already. Uh, I've got a couple of midweek. I wouldn't go twenty fourth well. personally. Troy. No, twenty fourth is Christmas Eve. Yeah, even if there are buyers there, Troy. The problem yeah. is if something goes wrong, someone's going to look back and say, "Who was the crazy agent that allowed you to auction on Christmas Eve?" Yeah, yeah. I, I think. So I think there are some things you want to just de-risk or reduce the the possibility. And you know, there will be buyers around till Christmas Eve, but reality is there'll be less buyers than there were two weeks before. Mm. I think the 17th, Tom, is fine. I think there's plenty of buyers around, and if they're interested and they're going on holidays, they'll make arrangements to either bid by phone or send someone under a power of attorney. I think, I think that's okay. all doable. Well, this is going to bring me to um, the podcast topic, which is how do you deal with an end-of-year listing 
opportunity. Do you list the property now? Like we're talking about someone that's listening to this podcast and going to an appraisal on Thursday or Friday, and we're still in November. Um, what do you what do you actually do? Do you list the property or do you actually defer the property to um, the new year? I know some agents like to ensure they've got the listing and they'll soft launch it or have it on their books. What's the view here? Well, you, you must list a property if it's available for listing. The question I think probably you're getting to, Tommy, is do you start marketing it or do you get active with it? So that depends on the vendor. Some, we went to one recently. Ben Colley and I went to one. Good property. And the vendor said, look, I've got a lot of work to do. I've got to get some gardening done. I've got to get some repairs to the house. It's not going to be ready until almost Christmas, you know, mid-December. So he said, obviously, you know, we won't do anything till next year. And, you know, we'll kind of crank it up in February. And Ben said a very good thing. He said, you know, I understand that. But he said, what, what I'm finding is, which is real, of course, otherwise he wouldn't have said it. It's real that he said a lot of expats come home over Christmas. This home will really suit those expats. If the house is ready, I'd love the opportunity because I'm actually going to be working through the Christmas period other than on the public holidays. I would love to have a key for the home and availability to show it over Christmas just in case the right buyer pops into Sydney for a two-week holiday. So I think you know that was a very smart because I was sort of starting to head down the dialogue of, yeah, sure, we'll you know, get it finished and we'll, we'll list it, but we won't do anything until mid-January. And Ben was kind of saying, well, you know, a lot of people do come over Christmas. Depending on the property, price range and where it is, that could be actually very relevant to your one of your listings. But you must list it, and I think you have to have the opportunity to sell it at any point from the time of listing. Um, a lot of agents say, oh, we'll list it, but we won't do anything until January, February. Well, maybe there is a buyer that comes in on the 22nd of December that has the time to see it, and you might not be on holidays yet, or you might be prepared to show it, I've got to say, Tom, in my selling history, there are, I was going to say many, I, I would actually say dozens, many dozens of properties that I sold Christmas Eve, New Year's mm. Eve, at periods where people think, oh, well, things aren't saleable. The buyers actually feel good at that period. They're yep. kind of relaxed. Some of them are on holidays. Some of them are getting ready for holidays. They're starting to plan their new year. And it's kind of a relaxed environment. And often over that break, if I was on holidays, I'd show up in T-shirts and a jeans and show a property. And it's kind of a totally relaxed environment. And, you know, I'd explain to them that I'm on a break, but if they don't mind me turning up in casual clothes, that I can show them the property with a vendor's approval. Well, John, seven years ago, on the 24th of December, um, I exchanged contracts on my home in Haberfield seven years ago. On the 24th at 4.30 through uh, Michael Tringali, McGrath's uh, in the inner west. And all I can tell you is that what was going through our head is the lawyer's away for most of January. Right. We want to have this thing secured. Yep. We want to bring closure to it. Um, Michael was very influential in the process, um, like a good salesperson does showing you the pros and cons of leaving things over Christmas where vendors can change their minds about you know accepting an offer. And what better Christmas present could you give your family that's right. Guess what, guys? We've just bought a new home. We'll be in there yeah. in the new year. Yeah. Look, I love the point you just touched on there, Tom, because in addition to just the philosophy of, I think properties can be sold 24-7, 365, and as a good agent, you should be in that mindset, unless you're literally on holidays or away, which case I get that. But they can still be sold by your colleagues. Um, but you've got to be prepared. So do you have a conveyancer or solicitor 
who is available who can look after your clients while they're away. Do you have contact details for your vendor if they are going away and you do have permission? Do you have a signed contract or do they have they signed a contract and left it with their solicitor or conveyancer? Is there a power of attorney? So some preparation around your listings. I would hate to think a buyer flies in, they're ready to go, they're ready to sign and your vendor's in Europe on holidays and you can't get an exchange and the buyer goes cold because that stuff can happen. So I really like you know Michael's approach, your approach, and, and I'm sure there are thousands of case studies of agents listening to us today that have sold property at what would be considered times when you don't sell over Easter breaks. Yeah, well, some markets as well are perfect for Christmas time. Growing yeah. up on the northern beaches, I knew that was the time that every property was on the market. You'd yeah. have LJ Hooker, um, McGrath, everyone would put out our McGrath magazine, back then it was Space yeah. magazine, and LJ Hooker would do their Habitat magazine or whatever. Christmas would, edition. Christmas like. edition, and it would be everywhere. Well, you're right, Troy, because Central Coast and Gold Coast are two examples that are near yeah. and dear to all our hearts of markets that actually go into flourish mode. But I think we're talking mainly about Pre- those traditional, let's call them city markets, where yeah. things do get a little bit on the sleepy side for that mid-December to mm-hmm. mid-January. Don't, don't think that you can't sell property over that period. Now, I'm all for, if you're going on a break, have a break. Yep. Give attention to yourself and your family and your loved ones 100%. But sometimes when you're in that mode and you're relaxed and you're kind of doing the stuff you like doing on holidays and someone rings and you, you know, an hour diversion to show a property can be quite a pleasant kind of diversion. Well, well, well John, realestate.com.au told me last week, I was sitting down looking at all their data, January, which surprises me, but the more I think about it, I realise people have time, is the highest viewing time on their website, which yeah. says to me that people have got time to look at property. And this is, I think, was Ben Collier's point at that listing with the clients. He said, look, I, he actually takes his annual holiday or part of his annual holiday, I think he does it at the tail end of January, kind of around that Australia Day break, because he has learned over many years of selling real estate, there are people here over the Christmas. So I'm sure he has, you know, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, New Year's Eve, and maybe those three or four days in between. But he basically works up until Christmas Eve, and from certainly from the 1st of January or the 2nd of January onwards, and he finds there are deals to be done. And he's working at the top end. Yeah. We've got to remember, yeah, 10, 15, $20 million stuff. So interesting. Um, so uh, yeah, that's what I'd be. Uh, that's what I'd be thinking about for people: is don't clock off too early and, and make sure you come back. Yeah. Well, I would say to people that are listening to this, Troy, um, my advice would be activate the process, mm-hmm. put the property on your books, because if there is a buyer that's prepared to pay a premium figure, and you've got the property on the books, you can sell it. If you don't, and you go through your formal marketing campaign in January slash February, you're going to get the best auctioneer, you're going to get the best photographer, you're going to be first move on the market versus the competition, you're going to be on the market in isolation, not competition, if you hit there a little bit earlier, and it makes to me a lot of sense to go to Christmas knowing that that vendor is not going to um, change their mind and go with another agent. Yeah. So, guys and girls, I think we've covered the topic well. I think John's playing it safe. If the listing's available, take the listing, and what you want to do is make sure that you go home at Christmas time, forget about work, but know that when you return to work, 
whether that day is after Australia Day or whether that day is in the middle of uh, January, that you've got vendors that you're going to start doing open houses for, buyer inquiry that you're going to service, and you're going to have momentum. I heard a great line, it's easier to stay in momentum than to get into momentum. Mm, good line. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. And it's funny because some people do have specific events where they have to wrap a holiday around, Troy, you know, it can be weddings, could be kids' school holidays and so forth. But if you do have the degree of flexibility, as an agent, it can be very expensive taking a two-week holiday at a certain period of time. I know even some of our guys, and I think that they, they're taught and probably think a bit more about these things than many other people do, some of them were taking holidays Troy early September. And I'm thinking, man, your whole springtime yeah. is now being interrupted. Why didn't you take that holiday in July when yeah. the market was a bit quieter? Yeah. So have a think about the time because we absolutely want everyone to have a fantastic break and refresh themselves. But make sure it's, that you're not actually taking away from your ability to succeed in the first quarter of next year because that's critical. Okay. Well, I'm really pleased to also let you know that um, realestate.com.au, who's our sponsor, is going to be providing us insights throughout um, the rest of their, well, when we say the rest of this year and most of next year, mm. on things that they've studied from behaviours. And one of the things you'd be very fascinated to know, do you know that realestate.com's latest research shows that three quarters of vendors that are about to put their property on the market do not have an idea on which agent they're going to use. So it was 70, 75% of 75%, agents. It was 74%. Of vendors. 74% are ready to, of vendors okay. don't know who they're going to give their property to. When they're on the verge of selling. Yes. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that, that'll be great. We look forward to that. And so we know what, John, we know one quarter are basically saying there's a dominant agent in my marketplace, whether that person is you know, your, your Gavin Rubensteins or your Ben Colliers or your James Tostevin, that they, they've etched in their minds. Mm. But there's also three quarters of vendors do not know who they're going to give their property to. Mm. So those insights are going to be useful throughout the year with realestate.com.au. That's I want a bit to, scary, considering yeah. they're not going back to the agent they bought the property from. Well, most agents they bought it from, Troy, don't work hard enough to retain the business. What an opportunity. Yeah. So they whack the sold sign up and they kind of say to themselves, and they'll be saying to the vendor in the next few years, when you're ready, call me, but I'm too busy <laughs> to build a relationship now. That's yeah. crazy. It's just insane. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, good opportunity, especially for all the newer agents yeah. that think they're at a disadvantage. And I think they give a lot more kudos to the experienced agents than perhaps some of them deserve, Tom, because newer agents often say, well, oh, that person, you know, they sell all the property here and they'll get it all back again. No, not necessarily. If you come in with a new business energy, so we'll talk more about that in the, over the uh, New Year break. Okay. We'll see you next week. See you then. See you guys.